Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Beltway, along the Beltway through Tyson's Corner and across the American Legion Bridge, you should find all of your lanes open. The WTOP Traffic Center is presented by Window Nation. Make no payments on your new windows for two full years. Visit windownation.com. I'm Robert Workman, WTOP Traffic. Seven News, first alert, Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson. Gradual clearing skies here this evening. By morning, though, a few clouds will start funneling back in. Temperatures will be starting out at 35 to 42 degrees. Expect mainly dry conditions albeit can't rule out a, a stray shower prior to 7 a.m. I'm forecasting high temperatures tomorrow between 42 and 47 degrees. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Hyattsville is at 39 degrees, Herndon 36, foggy bottom 43, and some of us down to 35 degrees in the early morning. You're listening to WTOP, Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Good evening, I'm Dimitri Sotis. Coming up, there's a heavy police presence at a home in Manassas after police say someone fired at officers. We're following that developing story. The drunk driver who struck and killed a Gaithersburg couple on Election Day a few years back sentenced this evening. Virginia could be making billions if an arena is built in Potomac Yard. Is it too good to be true? I'm Scott Gelman. Virginia could be a step closer to raising the minimum wage, and in only hours, South Carolina voters casting their ballots in the state's GOP primary. 12 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm Christopher Cruz. The polls open at 7 a.m. Saturday in South Carolina's Republican presidential primary. Voters will choose between former President Donald Trump and their former governor, Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley. She'll try to get people to work together to get things done. Instead of creating problems, name-calling, I'm tired of it. Trump is too smart for these people. He's going to walk, and he's going to walk clean, and all the charges will be dropped. A man from South Carolina has been found guilty of killing a black transgender woman. Jurors decided that Dakwa Lameek Ritter shot and killed Dime Doe three times in August 2019 because of her gender identity. Assistant U.S. Attorney Brooke Andrews. This case stands as a testament to our committed effort to fight violence that is targeted against those who may identify as a member of the opposite sex for their sexual orientation or for any other protected characteristic. Police have made an arrest in the death of a nursing student on the campus of the University of Georgia in Athens. University of Georgia Police Chief Jeff Clark made the announcement in the death of 22-year-old Lakin Hope Riley. Jose Antonio Ibera. 26 years of age. Chief Clark says Ibera lives in Athens but is not a U.S. citizen and that he did not know Riley, who appears to have died of blunt force trauma. I think this was a crime of opportunity. There has not been a homicide at the University of Georgia in almost 30 years. Linda Kenyon, CBS News. A jury in New York has found that the longtime former head of the NRA, Wayne LaPierre, spent millions of dollars of the organization's money to fund an extravagant lifestyle. LaPierre has been ordered to repay almost $4.4 million. CBS News legal analyst Jessica Levinson. Based on the idea that he abused his position as head of this nonprofit, that he did not exercise good faith, 
and that he breached something called his fiduciary duty. Now to the latest on that U.S.-built moon lander. We knew the lander touched down less than a week after its Florida launch. Our equipment is on the surface of the moon, and we are transmitting. Now we know it's not standing up, but rather lying on its side. Intuitive Machine CEO Steve Aldermas. The vehicle is stable near or at our intended landing site. Aldermas says Odysseus can still do a lot, even lying down, but not everything. He says they're hoping to have more data and pictures soon. Peter King, CBS News, Orlando. It was a mixed day on Wall Street. The Dow and S&P 500 closed up fractionally. The Nasdaq closed down more than one quarter of one percent. This is CBS News. Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Protect your home and auto. Save when you bundle. Get a quote at Progressive.com. That's Progressive.com. WTLP at 1203. Saturday morning. The weekend's here, everybody. We've made it. Welcome in. February 24th. Scattered clouds. Bit chilly. Overnight early morning by daybreak Saturday. Veronica says the low should be 35 to 42. It's 39 now. Good morning to you. I'm Dean Lane. We do indeed thank you for taking us along through your early morning ride. Topping the stories we're riding into the day with you on this midnight hour Saturday. We begin with breaking news this morning. Locally, police in Manassas are now, this hour, responding to a barricade situation at a home in Manassas, we're told, this morning, Saturday, after reports that shots were fired at officers. Manassas City Police say this morning it all started around 7 last night, Friday evening, in the area of Bayberry Avenue and Liberia Avenue. Officers initially got a call about shots being fired inside the home. When they tried to get inside, police say the suspect then fired their gun. It is unclear if anyone was injured during the encounter. Residents are being asked right now to avoid the area. A Gaithersburg man is being sentenced to eight years for being drunk behind the wheel and hitting and killing a married couple on their way to vote back in 2022. Devinder Singh was sentenced to 10 years with two years suspended and five years of supervised probation in the case. Ordered to pay $2,000 in fines as well. Singh was found guilty last July, last summer, in 2023 for the deaths of 65-year-old Miguel Antonio Ortiz and his wife, 70-year-old Anna Margarita. WTOP at 1204, another political setback this weekend for those who want a new arena for the Caps and Wizards in Alexandria, Virginia. A bill that would create a stadium authority to fund and oversee the $2 billion project is now effectively dead in Virginia's General Assembly this morning. It passed in the House but did not get out of committee in the Senate. So what happens next here? Virginia Democratic Delegate Luke Torian says this morning, while the bill is dead, the plan for the arena itself he says it's very much alive and talks are ongoing. In House Bill 29, which we passed out on Thursday, the bill is in the budget bill. And so we will take up House Bill 29 in conference. And in that conference, we will deal with the arena bill that's in the budget bill. WTOP at 1205 Saturday morning. Turning the page this hour in other news, Virginia would stand to make billions if that new arena and entertainment district are built in the Potomac Yard area. Instead, that's among the findings of an economic impact study released by Alexandria. WTOP Scott Gelman spoke to one expert who explains that may be an overly optimistic view. Michael Falkender with the University of Maryland says it's reasonable to expect that people who are looking to move to northern Virginia may pick Alexandria over other neighborhoods because of a built-up entertainment district at Potomac Yard. 
But would they really not have otherwise lived in the state of Virginia? That assumption is prompting Faulkner to call the state's revenue projections overstated. If all you're doing is reallocating people who are going to live in Virginia anyways, then whether the complex is built or the complex is not built, the state is going to receive those income taxes. The analysis was done using an interest rate of about 4%. That's a rate you would use for essentially risk-free cash flows. This is a risky venture. The report estimates 22,000 jobs would be created and hundreds of events would be held at the entertainment complex. Scott Gelman, WTOP News. WTOP reached out to the firm that did the analysis. We're waiting to hear back. WTOP at 1206. Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin is about to get a new bill on his desk that would raise the state's minimum wage to $15 an hour. The House and Senate passing the measure along party lines. It would bump the current $12 an hour average to $13.50 by next year, $15 an hour in about two years. But the bill faces an uncertain future Saturday morning. As Youngkin has previously said, he is totally against raising the minimum wage. WTOP at 12.07. In the firefighting community, be tough has often been the message that surrounds mental health. But the D.C. Fire Department is now focused on changing that message. Jamal Woods with the D.C. Fire Department remembers answering a call that hit him hard. A woman with cancer. She reminded him of his own mother who had died of the illness. So here I am. I'm holding her head up, loving her vomit. And I'm treating her the same way I was treating my mom. So next thing you know, I have tears in my eyes. And we're not supposed to have these connections. The message had always been deal with it, but he said that's changing. At a forum on mental health at the RISE Center in Southeast D.C., Lieutenant Robert Alvarado talked about his own struggles and the need to open up. Recognize that it's the right thing to do to get mental health. It's part of doing the job well. And he said that carries over to family relationships as well. In the district, Kate Ryan, WTOP News. It's Saturday, February 24th. Welcome into the Midnight Hour. Thanks for starting your weekend with us, the early part of it anyway, here at WTOP. 12.08 is the time. Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8th. When it breaks, good Saturday morning to Robert Workman at the WTOP Traffic Center this morning. Good morning. We're in good shape down the Baltimore Washington Parkway and I-95 coming down towards the Beltway in Maryland. Seeing a little bit of slow traffic form up on the outer loop, though, between Kenilworth Avenue and Route 1 in College Park. We'll keep an eye on that and see exactly what the issue is. Beyond there, you're fine into Silver Spring and Bethesda and down towards the American Legion Bridge. Uh, looks like there is work on the service roadway just after the bridge as you head down past the George Washington Parkway and uh, the Georgetown Pike. You're squeezed down to just one lane, but with that on going never-ending work zone there. It always feels like that. Southbound on 270, you should be A-OK off of the Beltway up towards Gaithersburg and continuing out towards Frederick. West on 66, no trouble spots leaving the Beltway on the way out towards Fair Oaks. Eastbound, they've been doing work in the express lanes east of 123. Stay in the regular lanes, you'll be just fine. Southbound along I-95, still have uh, road work on the exit ramp at Dale Boulevard. Stay to the left on that ramp. Your through lanes are all open. Northbound, all is well, coming up from Dumfries and Dale City towards Springfield and continuing up 395 towards the 14th Street Bridge and on to 695 downtown. Go electric the Fitzway. Looking for an electric car? Try the new Subaru Solterra. Hyundai, Ioniq, or Toyota BZ4X. State and federal incentives available. Go electric at fitzmall.com. I'm Robert Workman, WTOP Traffic. 
cooler now on your Saturday. We'll have winds out of the northwest picking up around 10 to 15 miles per hour with a gust around 20 to 25. Temperatures here early this morning between 35 and 42 degrees. Later today, 42 to 47, but we're going to be a little wind chill. It'll feel like we're mainly in the 30s today. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. We're in the 30s right now, 39 in our nation's capital. Midnight hour, Saturday morning, February 24th, brought to you this time around on WTLP this early morning by Long Fence. Save 25% on Long Fence, decks, pavers, and fences, six months. No payment, no interest financing. Terms and conditions do apply. Check them out. Go to longfence.com. WTLP at 1210 on your Saturday. Where we bring you money news at 10 and 40 past the hour. Ian Crawford with us this early morning to wrap your business week. You'll see new sleeve sponsors on DC United jerseys this season. The Fruitist sells hand-picked berries from their farms. They'll also be the team's new snack partner. United Airlines follows Americans' lead and raises the fee for checking bags by $5, makes it 35 bucks in advance on United, $40 at the airport. The Dow and the S&P, both with record closes. The Nasdaq finishes down 45 for the day, but up for the week. Ian Crawford, WTOP News. Saturday morning, February 24th. Welcome in. It's 12-11. Still ahead. Countdown to shutdown on WTOP. The very latest on what you need to know. We're in-depth in the midnight hour Saturday. Next. Welcome in. Washington's top news. WTOP. Facts matter. Tivar Solutions and Dell have you covered when building a secure, efficient, and effective edge infrastructure for your agency. We offer purpose-built hardware, software, and services to help you overcome universal challenges, generate industry-specific outcomes, and simplify your edge. Achieve more and do it faster. Our expert team is available to assist you every step of the way. We'll seek to understand your agency's specific needs and design a customized solution that fits your budget and timeline. Generate more value where speed matters. Learn more at tvarsolutions.com slash delledge. The following is a paid message. I have been driven to my knees many times because there was no place else to go. Hi, this is Lon Solomon, and these words were spoken by President Abraham Lincoln. You know, Lincoln is right. Many times in the vicissitudes of life, there simply is no other place to go but to God on our knees. Now, the great news of the Bible is that this is not an empty, fruitless exercise. Because the Bible tells us there really is a living God out there and who really is willing to intervene in the affairs of this world on our behalf. But God only commits himself to do this for those who have surrendered their lives to Jesus Christ. Not a sermon, just a thought. For more information on Not a Sermon, Just a Thought, you can check out our website at notasermon.com. That's notasermon.com. It's Saturday, February 24th. Welcome into WTLP. It's the weekend. We finally made it, everybody. Thanks for sharing the early part of it with us. If you're just joining us, welcome in. Scattered clouds, the order of this overnight early morning. And we're looking at a little bit of a chill, depending upon where you are. 35 to 42 overall, the range that Veronica says we're looking at for the low by daybreak on Saturday. We're at 39 in Washington right now. Good morning to you. I'm Dean Lane. We welcome you in this morning. Glad you're with us. 1213 on WTOP. You're listening to WTOP News. 
countdown to shutdown on WTOP Saturday morning. Leaders in both political parties are scrambling now to secure a deal on government spending as the window quickly closes and the fears of a shutdown grow more pronounced this weekend. The deadline is in one week for the first handful of agencies to close and then March 8th for the rest. This morning, WTOP's own Dimitri Sotis sits down with CBS News congressional correspondent Scott McFarlane for his take. Couple possibilities here. First of all, there are negotiations that are underway, or at least you know discussions underway, if not negotiations. It's quite possible we'll find something out before the end of the weekend of how they're going to tend to this deadline, which is one week from tonight, and a second deadline, which would shut down more of the government, including the Pentagon, two weeks from tonight. It seems imminent that there's going to be one of two things happening, Dimitri. There's going to be some type of short-term two- or three-week deal to hit that snooze button one more time and delay things one more time, keep the government open, or this breach of the deadline that causes a partial shutdown. Um, The former seems more likely than the latter, but this has been a dance. We've danced three different times in the past six months, and all of this has an impact. Just the brinksmanship has an impact. Uncertainty for military families, uncertainty for federal workers and contractors, and all the planning that has to go into the contingencies for a government shutdown at our local federal offices. We were wondering whether Speaker Mike Johnson still can go with that little band-aid that you talked about, the two- or or three-week continuing resolution. Some of his members really hate that. They do, and it's part of the reason we're in this mess is that he's got some members of the House Republican conference who say they want to do things more traditionally by more regular order and that these short term deals that just continue federal spending where they were months ago, it's unacceptable. So to keep this happening, to keep the government open, it would be a third time at a minimum that the speaker has had to get an overwhelming number of Democrats to vote for a plan to keep Washington open and functioning. And the speaker keeps taking political hits and shots every time he does that. And you'll recall, Dimitri, September 30th, Kevin McCarthy did that, lost his job soon after. Let's turn to some of the Trump trials. There's been so much focus lately on New York, but we need to look at Florida. What's happening down there and the classified documents case? Oh, by the way, there's that other federal criminal prosecution by the special counsel Jack Smith at Mar-a-Lago, where former President Trump allegedly mishandling and (laughs) improperly risking exposure of classified documents and classified secrets at his Mar-a-Lago resort. It's been a while since we've checked in much on this case because it's kind of been stuck in the muck in the federal courts in Fort Pierce, Florida. So many motions, so many challenges. Well, Thursday night into Friday morning, the former president's lawyers invoked that argument they've made here in Washington to no avail. The presidential immunity claim that he was president at the time and allegedly declassified records when he was president, therefore making this prosecution untenable, if not unconstitutional. The Supreme Court, you'll recall, is reviewing the presidential immunity claim in the D.C. election interference case. And we're still waiting for the Supreme Court to get back to everybody about what their decision is. Add another one to the pile. He's now claiming presidential immunity in Florida. That case has been in the slow lane for quite a while. Like, you know, Thursday rush hour, 270 spur, slow lane. It's how slow that thing's been moving. And there's no indication at all. That thing's likely to go to trial before the election. CBS News congressional correspondent Scott McFarland. Quick look at the top story Saturday morning, early hour. We're following for you on WTOP. President Biden leveling new sanctions on Russia following the death of opposition leader Alexei Navalny. It's marking the two-year anniversary of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. NASA and its partners say this morning the lunar lander has come down on its side. And ahead of the South Carolina primary later today, this Saturday, former President Trump says he strongly supports IVF following Alabama's high court ruling. 
that embryos are children. Stay with us for more in minutes. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. What can take the work out of getting to work? This fan can. What can take HOV every day, every way? This fan can. What can save you time, money, and your sanity? This fan can. This fan can change your life. Vanpool Alliance can get you to and from work quickly, easily, and with a lot fewer emissions than driving our own cars. Beat the traffic and kick back with a book or podcast or show while vanning it up. Just visit vanpoolalliance.org to find a van pool near you. Shadows in the moonlight. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. Coming up after traffic and weather this midnight hour Saturday on WTOP. Not just dinner, but drinks for delivery in Maryland? I'm John Dome. And- it is Saturday morning, February 24th. Glad you're with us to start your weekend at 1218. Traffic and weather on the 8th. Traffic's first. For that, let's check in now with Robert Workman this morning in the WTOP Traffic Center. A little bit of outer loop congestion as you head from Greenbelt around towards College Park. Looks like there might be something uh, attracting attention just past Kenilworth Avenue. We'll get on the blower with state police and see exactly what's what there. It should only cost you a minute or so on that trip. Uh, but uh, still, that's a, that could be a very critical minute. On the outer loop of the Beltway uh, down near Joint Base Andrews, just north of Route 4 Pennsylvania Avenue, initial reports of a disabled vehicle in the travel portion there. We're looking for that as well. Wilson Bridge looks good in both directions, downtown Anacostia and Potomac River crossings are A-OK. Virginia, we've got construction westbound on 66 out of the Roslyn Tunnel, taking away your left lane out towards Spout Run. Not much congestion for that. 395 does OK from the Pentagon down towards the uh, Beltway as you uh, head down through Springfield and on to 95 all the way down through Dale City. There's still construction on the exit ramp at Dale Boulevard. Westbound 66, incident-free out of the uh, Beltway interchange out towards Centerville. They are working eastbound in the uh, uh, sorry, the express lanes at 123. Stay in the local lanes as you head in towards Vienna. I'm Robert Workman, WTOP Traffic. Scattered clouds here early on your Saturday morning and a little chilly, 35 to 42 degrees. Hey, we're above freezing throughout the area, but get ready for a cold night and cold start to Sunday. Temperatures for your afternoon on this Saturday, 42 to 47 degrees. A little uh, more chilled with a northwesterly wind and partly sunny to mostly cloudy skies expected today. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Right now, it's 39 degrees in Reston, 39 this morning, Bethesda, 42 on the National Mall, 39 and holding in our nation's capital, WTOP at 1220. With just one touch, you can listen live to WTOP on Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. Download the WTOP app and choose it from your car's display so you never miss the stories you want to know. Good news on gas prices. The local news you need to know. This just in. Or the traffic you want to avoid. Avoid 66 if you can. WTOP News. Facts matter on Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. Brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Visit NavyFederal.org. Insured by NCUA. Are you prepared for an emergency or disaster? Because it's not a matter of if, but when. Don't find yourself saying, I'll trust water bottles and a flashlight to save the day, but I'll be proved wrong. With a tornado approaching, I'll realize that I like a wheelchair accessible shelter. When the floodwaters rise, I'll be up in the attic with 20 cans of beans. It's a recipe for disaster. Let's prepare so we all have a better story to tell. Get started at ready.gov slash older adults. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Good Saturday morning. Welcome to the weekend, February 24th. Thanks for starting with us here at WTLP. Time now is 1221. Welcome in. 
You're listening to WTOP News. Here at home, a D.C. officer gets a plea deal after shooting and killing a man who was driving away, apparently. The man's family is now angry this weekend. 42-year-old Sergeant Ennis Jeverick was charged with murder at first, but was then allowed, we're told, uh, to plead guilty to a reduced charge of involuntary manslaughter in the case. Now, Antoine Gilmore was found unconscious or asleep at the wheel of a BMW at a traffic light in the area of New York and Florida Avenues in the middle of the night that night, August of 2021. At least one officer noticed a handgun in Gilmore's waistband, we're told. As officers surrounded the car, they say Gilmore started to just drive away, and body cam footage actually shows him firing 10 rounds. Gilmore's sister is quoted by the Washington Post saying that some justice is better than no justice, but it is not true that some justice is no justice at all. You know, you can get almost anything delivered right to your door these days. And locally in Maryland, that includes cannabis products. Now, some of the state's bigger liquor stores also deliver. However, a bill being considered by the state Senate in Maryland would allow more of them to do so. Maryland's Senate Finance Committee heard arguments for and against a bill that would allow liquor stores to team up with third-party delivery services like DoorDash to have alcohol sent right to your home. This would allow a smaller a retailer to also be able to offer that amenity. Caitlin McDonough was there testifying for DoorDash, which supports the bill. Our deliverers, you know, similar to if you work in a restaurant that serves alcohol, earn much higher wages when they're able to do this. Counties would have to opt in even if the bill passes, and users would have to have ID scanned at the time of purchase and delivery. And we sincerely believe that's exactly what's going to happen. That wasn't enough for Montgomery County Senator Ben Kramer. I'm not a fan. A vote will come later this session. John Dome in WTOP News. In old news, the CDC data suggesting COVID-19 cases are still high right now in some parts of the country. CBS News reporter Alexander Ten with that. While COVID-19 trends are slowing across much of the country this week, new CDC data from wastewater monitoring suggests that levels of the virus remain, quote, very high across several states in the South. That comes as CDC emergency room data has tracked levels of the virus remaining nearly as high as it was over the winter holiday peak at the end of December 2023 in states like Georgia, South Carolina, and Mississippi, even as other states have seen trends of the virus slow in recent weeks. WTOP on your Saturday morning to February 24th. You're listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com this morning. At 12.24, sports in one minute with Rob. We'll get an update. Meantime, let's check out the latest in the world of entertainment Saturday morning. Showbiz Express Preview. I'm Ross Crystal. It's a true story about a hairdresser who single-handedly rallies an entire community to help a widowed father save the life of his critically ill young daughter. Alan Richson stars in Ordinary Angels. There's two kinds of films. There's the popcorn films that offer us a chance to escape, and we need that. Those are important. Then there's the films that really remind us or awaken something in us, uh, remind us of who we are. This is that. This is that kind of thing. It, it awakens in me when i working on this and having read the script. It awakens in me an important sense of optimism that we can do wonderful things together. Co-starring Hilary Swank, Ordinary Angels opens in theaters nationwide today. Those auditions continue on American Idol. Judge Katy Perry with some advice for the contestants. My number one advice for snagging a gold 
golden American Idol ticket is to be your most authentic self and to A, have talent, but building on that, just be vulnerable, be yourself. There are no mistakes when you're honest. You know, just be open. American